Building Company is spelled O-L-L-E-R. Easy to spell, actually, once you know it. And they make it easy to turn that brand new house into a home while there is, for a lot of people, fun in picking out all of that stuff. You know, right, the right feel, the right style, all of the hardwares and just the aesthetics. Uh, it can be a hassle having to travel all over the place from one store to the next to the next to the next to the next. Aller Building Company has it all in one location. So you can make several trips. You know, maybe you spend a few hours one day trying to do the figure out what tiling and countertops to use. And uh, you want to come back the next day to do fixtures. Or you can do it all in one day. They said they've had people do their entire homes in just two hours before. So as much time, as little time as you want, but all in one location. That's Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. we got Tom Arts with us, but first, let's get the latest news update. Good morning, I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. Here's what's making news on your Friday. The Coast Guard has issued new required changes for repurposed duck boats, the same kind that led to 17 people being killed on Table Rock Lake over five years ago. The new rules require duck boat operators to get rid of window coverings and canopies that could keep people from escaping if it sinks. All passengers must wear life jackets now. The laws passed in 2020 but are just now taking effect. MoDOT is going to be making major lane closures on James River Freeway this weekend to make repairs on a sinkhole that opened up last month. All lanes going westbound on James River Freeway will be closed between Highway 65 and Glenstone, along with two US 65 ramps. Drivers should avoid that area. Work is expected to be wrapped up by September 22nd. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 79 today, 58 tonight. Sunshine with a slight chance of showers and storms tomorrow. High of 75 and Sunday sunny 79. Tom Arts, everyone. Hey, good morning. I'm going to apologize in advance for mispronouncing this dude's name. Okay. It is Guyam Batista. Casta lasagna. Close enough. So it's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he was elected Pope as Urban the Seventh in 1590. See, that's why they give him those shorter names. That's right. And he died of malaria 12 days later. Oh, no. Probably one of the shortest stints of Popehood in the Vatican. In 1862, during the American Civil War, Confederates under General Stonewall Jackson captured Harper's Ferry, Virginia. Harper's Ferry's not in Virginia. It's in West Virginia. And took more than 12,500 prisoners, the largest Union surrender in the war. And if anyone's got time, I've done this myself is to research how it is that the state of West Virginia came into being right. specifically because the Constitution prevents states from being formed out of other states. So it's an interesting little okay. research project. In 1916, the tank was used for the first time in combat. 
by the British during World War One. The Nuremberg Laws, among the first pieces of racist Democrat, oh, I'm sorry, Nazi legislation that would culminate in the Holocaust were passed in Germany. Designed by Adolf Hitler, they deprived Jews of German citizenship and forbade marriage or sexual relations between Jews and citizens of German or kindred blood. In 1949, The Lone Ranger, originally a radio series, debuted on television with Clayton Moore as the renegade lawman and Jay Silverheels as Tonto. In 1950, United Nations troops landed in Incheon, South Korea, crippling a North Korean invasion during the Korean War. In 1963, this couldn't have happened because, as we know, the Ku Klux Klan is more deadly and detrimental in today's history than ever, according to our president, white supremacy. However, in 1963, members of the KKK bombed the predominantly African-American 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, killing four girls. In 1978, Muhammad Ali won the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship for the third time with his victory over Leon Spinks, or toothless as people like to call him. American rock guitarist Johnny Ramone in 2004, who co-founded the Ramones, a band that influenced the rise of punk rock on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, died at age 55. And last but not least, on this day in 1821, Central American notables accepted a plan drafted by the Mexican Cadillo, Agustin de Turbide, that brought independence from Spain to Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Quote of the Day by Edmund Burke. Oh, all right. Notable. Nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. Yeah, I like that. Now, there was another one that I found that I thought was quite unique, too. Uh, where'd it go? Well, here, let's do traffic while you look for it. Yeah, do that. And then we'll continue on, because we're doing pretty good on our timing here this morning. We are. I tend to not manage things so well, but something must be, I don't know, just clicking into place this morning. From Scramblers, the Friday Road Show, I am Nick Reed. Latest traffic update. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Springfield's Talk 1041. My name is Nick Reed, and I'd love to welcome you to the show. Here's Tom Martz. Hey, last quote, quote of the day. day is only because I can relate to this. Okay. It is by Annie Sexton. A-N-N-E, by the way. I know that name. It doesn't matter who my father was. Oh. It matters who I remember he was. Okay, yeah. So for all those kids who are in foster or who for all those parents who do fostering, you do make a difference in the life. Tremendous. Tremendous life challenges of the kids who are in that system. So they've got to uh, continue to keep it up. You, you mentioned in uh, this date in history, I believe it was 1916, for the first time the use of a tank. Yes. 
Have you seen, um, we may have talked about this, the documentary that guy was out in Colorado. I know you must have. Killdozer. Yeah. Did, so did you watch the documentary about, I, I don't know if there's been more than one, but there was a, like a good There, there are two different documentaries there's one i think that is told in a very level-headed way because Uh they've got both his side Mm -hmm. their side they interviewed people from the uh, and then there was a quasi movie type thing made of it okay i don't think i've seen i saw the i I think it was loosely based on and they made him out to be a whack job oh okay i haven't seen that one however yeah the document the documentary makes it seem as if 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 you're getting all the factual information, that little town of Granby, Colorado, actually reminded me of the town that I currently live in. Okay. Because you've got the hierarchy of the the city who has determined that unless you have their permission, you're not allowed to do something. And supposedly the the guy was trying to get an easement to go down to a Mm -hmm. sewer line to connect but a a different he just kept getting yeah, effed it, over yeah. over and over <laughs> and over again and it was just good old boy between people in the government and other business owners and I, if you haven't seen i should look up the name of the documentaries what what's it called tread okay so tread and i think i saw it on netflix but um i i recommend you watch it and i got to tell you and I try to watch those things objectively. And while you say to yourself, yeah, I mean, that guy clear, and, you know, he was, he was firing live rounds and, you know, stuff. But at the same time, kind of rooting for the guy. I mean, you're like, you're getting a sense of satisfaction and like, you know what, it's about time. You know, I won't, I won't name the name of the business, but there's one right here in Springfield that the business moved from one location, uh, one building to a different building. The buildings already existed. However, when they decided to move into the new building, when the city comes into a spec, they're like, well, you're out of code for this. You're out of code for that. You're out of code for that. Well, wait a minute. The building was built back in this time frame. Well, no, no, no. You have to make it so that it meets all these new latest, greatest codes. Well, not if the building was built back then. That's exactly why ex post facto exists in the constitutions. Read it. People in Springfield get every once in a while a glimpse of this bureaucratic nightmare that small business owners have to deal with whenever it is a well-recognized and loved restaurant in Springfield. Because what happens, and we've seen it here with Casper's and just down the road here, Republic Road, um, the uh, I always forget the name of it, across from Retro Metro. The, is it, it's not, is it Thai Express or is that, I, I don't want to confuse it with another Thai restaurant, but point being is it used to be on Glenstone and then move, you know, move and Casper's of course used to be downtown, off downtown and then moved over also to Glen or to Glenstone and people, <clears throat> you know, they see a story about, <clears throat> excuse me, it's moving and then it was supposed to be this and, you know, and it's eight months later, a year later before they're actually able to open, but that is not that happens to businesses in Springfield all the time. It's just you don't see it occurring because it doesn't get coverage. Well, plus those- to me, that's why people should hear about the Chamber of Commerce in Springfield. Not talking about why it is that a tax increase needs to go in or that they should be out there 
making sure every person in Springfield understands how how much of a hindrance it is for small business owners when those things have that's where the chamber should be sounding the alarm not to raise taxes yeah and and you have the aspect of where when you actually do have the legacy media like springfield news leader or the daily citizen or whatever that when they go and interview these people these people don't dare say no they don't well the city's holding not. me up because right. i have to do this this right. this, yes. and this. Because, no they put yeah. a happy face on well, it sure and, because they're, they're they're at their mercy, and they know what that they can have their business destroyed. You know, I there I different owners now, but I'm still not going to say the business. And I've shared this story before, but just to give you a sense of how, I mean, it's totally lacking any sort of compassion. How anti-business it is. There was a a business establishment, food beverage establishment in Springfield, changed owners, but with new ownership came they had to you know get. Had to go through the whole process again, and there was an outdoor component that had been added because of COVID, so that they could accommodate people and still stay open, and and so anyway, when the new owners came along, and one division of the city that had to do an inspect said, well, this has to be torn down because it violates this, and they're like, you're kidding, and they're like, yeah. Like, well, how was it even allowed to be built in the first place? Oh, no, all we know is it's got to be torn down. So they spent thousands of dollars tearing down all that extra space that helped bring in additional revenue. So they lost twice financially there. Then, a week or two later, a different division of local government that had to do inspection came in and made the offhand comment, oh, man, I hate to see you tore that down. We, My wife and I, or whatever, really like to enjoy that. And said, well, so-and-so said we had to tear it down because of this regulation and they were told no that's not true so here now do you think there's any recourse no well do you think actually this, there is but well, they don't want to take it well no and and they and so i remember saying well do you want you know this is a sort of information that can be valuable for the public no but they're too afraid to say anything because they know that their livelihoods are in the hands of these same people and that again this is where see the chamber needs to be allied with business owners not the city and they feel like they can't go to the chamber because they know who the chamber's in bed with the chamber hand in hand money changing hands and everything the chamber gets money from the city through the taxpayers and so they know that ultimately you know they're afraid even to talk to the chamber about their concerns sometimes because of that relationship it's just, and, and now it's the so, city has so this corrupt. government loan program to help out small businesses so if you go to the city to get a grant or get a loan to help you open the business you're certainly not going to create waves against right, the city right. i would like to meet honestly i would like to meet the lone individual who ever went to work for a political subdivision that didn't become a tyranny control freak because i don't think they exist yeah, well, they may diamond in the rough, and I, I will say that oftentimes these businesses—they don't say that everyone in this city. They say, you know, we dealt with this person, had to deal with this person, and they were great. But there's usually, and uh, there was one local business owner who said, "There's one in particular everyone knows, and they're an, a total, complete control freak, authoritarian Nazi that almost seemed to get off on." almost destroying businesses with the control and but they said they know there's nothing they can do about it and they're there I, I just wish Springfield had some entity 
that represented businesses that had a voice that was out there contacting the news station saying this is a story that needs to be done. People need to know that this is a problem because that's the only way it's going to change. And again, it just infuriates me that the, that's what the chamber should. And you have these same businesses that end up, this is what kills me, they pay dues to the chamber and, and the chamber, you know, they, it, just what good does it do them? I, I've never paid a fee to the chamber, and I also would not belong to the the other organization here in town, which is heavy into Springfield politics, which is the HBA. They seem to go hand in hand. Well, if the city wants it, we need to do it. Got, I know I went off on a tangent, so uh, sorry. I probably threw you off of well, what you brought to the table this morning. But uh, nonetheless, we've got Tom Arts with us. More. Actually, tyranny is right down where we're going. Okay, excellent. Well, this is just instinctually my professionalism is segueing us there. From Scramblers, the Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing, I'm Nick Reed. We're making new investments to enhance the transparency of Ukraine's institutions and to bolster the rule of law. This is Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I got to jump to traffic here in uh, a moment. That way we have a little more time after I give you a weather update with Tom Martz. But I wanted to mention uh, Steve just a month ago posting after his garage experts experience that they did an outstanding job applying a polyaspartic coating in our garage they came out within a few days to give us a bid then quickly did the job the workers friendly careful on time thorough i highly recommend the company one of the uh, things i do like about the reviews and and you can see so what happens is if you go to garage experts um site and you can get there through ksgf.com they do have reviews but they're not reviews that they arrange so in other words these these aren't necessarily like originating from their website they grab these from elsewhere so they're organic um, uh, recommendations and and um, reviews that people have given and then garage experts like okay well let's put these here so people can see them but a lot of those folks they take pictures of the work that was done so it gives you an opportunity to see that um, and uh, you'll just you know see the sort of jobs that they do and part of the reason that they do so well is this is what they do this isn't one of 80 different services they provide garage experts it's garages you can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com more with Tom Arts coming up in moments I'm Nick Reed you're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, take a look at the first alert forecast sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits That Work. The first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunny 79 today, tonight partly cloudy 58. Slight chance of showers and storms 75 tomorrow, Sunday, sunny 79. Tom Marks. Who said the following? During the COVID-19 pandemic, we never forced businesses or churches to close um, and I, never Fauci. enacted no way, Mickey. <laughs> okay. Hang on. And never enacted mask mandates or vaccine requirements. As long as I'm governor, oh. that will not change. Parson. To protect lives and livelihoods, our economy must remain open and we've learned that one of the safest places for children is in school receiving an education. Hmm. Who? Missourians can rest assured 
that our administration will always stand for freedom, especially against an overreaching federal government trying to force shutdowns. Personal responsibility is how we bet how we beat the COVID-19 crisis and personal responsibility is how we continue to protect Missourians. The COVID-19 crisis has long been over in the state of Missouri and we aren't turning back. However, <laughs> tax hike Mike seems to forget the following because that was just a that was just on his Twitter feed not that long ago. He seems to forget April 3rd of 2020, where he issued the following. Individuals currently residing within the state of Missouri shall avoid leaving their homes or places of residence, period. But, now I actually think there should be a comma here, or the first sentence should be reworded, because it says they shall avoid... Mm. Then it goes on to say, when individuals need to leave their homes or places of residence to work, to access food, prescriptions, health care, and other necessities, or to engage in outdoor activity, they should at all times practice social distancing. Individuals may also, may also go to and from an individual's place of worship, provided that limitations on social gatherings and social distancing are properly adhered to. Then it goes on to discuss the application of whether you're an essential employee, you're not an essential employee. So basically the governor, since he's no longer running for a political office, can now make the case that he is our lone defender of federal government overreach and tyranny because he did no such thing. You know, I was thinking about the uproar over this governor of New Mexico that under the guise of for the justification of a health emergency decided that the Second Amendment, at least temporarily, was no longer applicable. And it was so rejected by people that even Democrats, including the attorney general, who's a Democrat in New Mexico, said, yeah, this, this ain't right. You can't you can't do this. And I'm thinking to myself, is it really that different than all the COVID restrictions? No. And there's as much science behind it. You know, people note even, well, she at least acknowledged, which I I think she is a nut job, because she was asked, do you think criminals are going to abide by this? And she said, no. But there is as much science that indicates that her suspension of people's rights in the name of a health emergency are going to save lives as the COVID restrictions did i mean clearly it didn't work anyhow in terms of what you were attempting to do yet the it's just interesting how it's really not much different what she did versus what we saw done across this country um when it comes to our rights as human beings to travel around to assemble to have businesses all of these things and we're just told oh sorry you know eh, too bad so sad go to church uh, and, um, it, you know, how how is that that much different from what the governor of New Mexico has done? Well, I, I would beg to state that the reason she did it is because of what happened and well, transpired sure, during sure. COVID. Yeah, yeah. If mean, you can do state a state emergency. of emergency for public health, you can, for COVID, then in reality you can do a state of emergency for anything. But this is also the, 
this is also the application that we've always been instructed we are a nation of laws. Mm-hmm. We are a nation of laws. We o- obey authority. Well, it used to be questioned authority, but they didn't question them enough because they still obeyed generally the laws of the land. Well, that's an unlawful order, plain and simple. You should ignore it. But people are of the thought process, well, if the governor declares it, I mean, she is the supreme political figure in the state of New Mexico. Even though she absolutely superseded the New Mexico Constitution, she superseded the Second Amendment, she superseded the legislative body, and if people don't soon start waking up to how it is that the legislature is the only ones that can pass laws, those laws must be in adherence to the Constitution. We become a nation of laws, and 99% of them don't adhere to any Constitution. The state of Missouri is a classic example. We've got laws passing all the time that are in violation of the Constitution. Well, that's for the courts to decide. Well, actually, I think it's for <laughs> Mike Moon to decide, because he seems to be the only one yeah. who brings this to light. He talks about it often. And we have, supposedly, we have a conservative caucus up in Jeff City, but I didn't see any of them signing on to his letters that he wrote to Governor Parson saying, look, you can't sign these. Right. And I know Bill Igle announced on whatever it was, Friday, Friday night, yeah. that he's running for <clears throat> governor of the state of Missouri. And on Monday night, I went out to Shane Scholler's event. I don't know if that was his kickoff or announcing his run for secretary of state. But if if we don't put if we don't get people into these elected capacities that understand what it is that they're supposed to do, we will continue going down this road. Or they they may understand what they're supposed to do, but that's irrelevant to them. And 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 no, for those people listening, I am not stating that Shane Scholler and Bill Eigel are those people because right. I don't endorse candidates. Right. However, when it comes to this time frame, you've got to look at the people you're putting in office. To me, if they don't have any street credibility of defending my rights as an individual when they should be, then to me, they lack the capacity to do it once they get elected. Uh, I wanted to read some of the uh, text messages that came in on the American Transmissions talking text line back we talk about the tyranny and so forth and referencing the city of Springfield and the, the issues that small business owners have and you know the existence of the chamber and whose side they're on. Uh, the chamber has a pack that you can donate to. They are not unbiased or yeah uh, says one. Another note is city council of course has special rules for businesses that have ties to council members. Uh, one asking, with all these regulations, how in the world do pot shops open up overnight or lower down? Uh, and then uh, someone said, why do you not name that person for the city that that, that is Nazi-like? Well, I don't know the name of that person. I, I mentioned earlier that w- one of the things I've heard from business owners who complain about how difficult the city makes it to open a business is that some of them say, you know, they're not all bad. We had great experiences, but I, a number of businesses have said, well, there's one person in particular and everyone knows this person, but I, they've never really said a name. I haven't asked the name. So that's why I wasn't protecting anyone. I just, I don't know the name of the person. There is an individual who's part of the, and I don't know if the, the people who work in that department do both business and residential, but there is one on the residential side. If they separate the two that he and Adolf Hitler could be brothers 
looks wise or uh, no, no his okay. thought process even though the the statute or the city code doesn't say X to him if it's if that's the way it's supposed to be that's the way it's going to be I had a I had a friend I say that because she's she passed away uh, but she worked within Springfield Green County and she was for a period of time the head of a division department and she was she was a, a Democrat she wasn't crazy lefty she was I guess what one would call an old-school Democrat and she was just one of the greatest kindest people that you would know and um, I remember her telling me once that as much you know she loved the people that worked under her and you know they were great people she said but the one frustration she had is that she found when people worked in government long enough all critical thinking and cog- and just common sense went out the window it all became about well because I was told this is what the manual says or and in the area she worked which dealt with inspections um, there were a lot of times that you know you just used common sense but but no this is what the manual says and and she dealt with a great level of frustration that she watched people because of this position that they were in that it just became well because we were told to this is what we're supposed to do and and just not any sort of thinking and and agreeability when it came to working with citizens and i thought you know and here's somebody from the inside that recognized it and she was a like i said a democrat but not one of the new age democrats if you well take people in their daily lives if the city says x x happens no questioning no when, when when law enforcement is told to go out and start issuing speeding citations, well, whose rights are being violated when, if I'm doing 55 in a 45, and I have not created a victim of a crime, whose rights are being violated? You can't make the case that the political subdivision of the state's rights are being violated because the states in the political subdivision doesn't have rights. Ultimately, the problem lies in people who I would see on television during the lead-up to the implementation of the no-texting-while-driving laws. And you, it, and this wasn't uncommon when people would be interviewed that would say, yeah, you know, it's probably a good idea because I text now and I know that it's not the best thing probably to do. It's not the safest. And the, the recognition that here, that these are people who are saying, yes, I'm doing something that I know probably isn't safe. I need the government to tell me not to do it for me to stop doing it. Like, it just don't do it. You don't need the government. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But that mindset of just waiting for March, just waiting to be told what to do, waiting to be told how to live my life, waiting to be told what is okay and what isn't okay. It's just, it's it's crazy to me. I can't imagine floating through life that way, just well, waiting I've for been, one instruction after the other. I've been smoking in my business, and I want others also to right, have, yeah, yeah. Right. to ban smoking yeah. in their business. So I'm going to use the government to dictate yeah. it. That way they have to be on the same level playing field as I am. If you want to make your business non-smoking, make it non-smoking. If Scramblers wants to allow people to smoke in here and you don't like cigarette smoke, don't come into Scramblers. Now, of course, you don't have that option now because the tyranny control freaks decided, and I'm going to put that on the voters, 
They decided that they have the right to dictate to every single business owner in the city of Springfield whether or not they allow smoking in a private business. And virtually every one of those same people would pitch a fit if there was a vote that passed preventing businesses from doing something that they liked. Yes. What right do you have to tell me? Tom Arntz with us. We continue on the Friday Road Show from Scrambler, sponsored by by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Beatles Property Maintenance. First things first, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. And what do they do? Well, I'll tell you. They specialize in home repairs and maintenance. Now, it can be really frustrating when something unexpected pops up around your home. And that's why I love to recommend the Beatles Property Maintenance team. They have done so many types of repairs around my home from electrical to uh, crawl space repairs, vapor barrier install to carport repairs. Uh, and they just keep doing more and more because I keep calling them back because they do a great job. So whenever something unexpected pops up around your home and you are needing a great company to come out there and fix those problems for you, highly recommend Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance Team. You can find all of their contact information, plus you can see a video of some of the work that the Beatles team has done around my house. All of that is going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Tom Arts with us. Hey, because we have a Democrat in the White House, the word democracy is very prevalent. Matter of fact, the word democracy has been very prevalent in a very long, long time. So one of the things that I did the other day is I went through the Federalist Papers to, you know, I always discuss that we have a Republican form of government. Matter of fact, in Article 4, Section 4 of the uh, the Federal Constitution, it specifically states that the federal government is to guarantee the states have a Republican form of government. And, of course, you end up with people who are at different places thought-wise on what a Republican form of government is. Now, to me, in order to have a Republican form of government, rights are essential. Matter of fact, they thought they were so essential that they decided to make the first ten amendments that the government can't do all this. You're born with rights regardless of where you're born at. But I found it interesting that in Federalist 9, 47, 28, and 76, uh, who was this? Uh, Madison, I believe, writes that a government operating under separations of powers is part of a republic. Representatives governing during a limited term and or during good behavior. That comes from 9 and 39. Representatives elected by the people, numbers 9 and 39 again. We have that, but we don't have that because the bureaucracy controls the elected and the bureaucracy is not elected. Power residing in the people, that comes from number 39. Well, the legislative body, the courts have basically usurped that out the wazoo, and so has the executive branch. In number 71, you get a government that is deliberative in action. From number 78, you get acknowledging the right of the people to alter or abolish their government. That's redress. And in number 84, you get a government that prohibits grants of entitlement or nobility. And, of course, if you go way back in time, you get these people make the case that lawyers 
should not be able to serve in any elected capacity because they took the title of nobility when they become the Esquire part. And you can also go back in time to research. There was supposedly an actual amendment that prohibited attorneys, the nobility, from being elected or from running. However, the War of 1812 is what caused that amendment to be shelved, and supposedly it didn't pass when it did pass. But that's for people to bicker back and forth and research. I'm sure they will bicker oh. over that. Well, I, I find it quite interesting. <laughs> oh, I love because stuff if, like that. If you, if you look at the basis of what it is that we become, we become a nation of laws that are written by lawyers at first. Then they started taking advantage of the situation. Well, let's, let's write a law that infringes upon this right. Let's write a law that infringes upon this right. Driver's license is a classic example. Uh, birth certificates are a classic example. Marriages are a classic example. These things were not codified in law. When you got married, you did so by writing your names in a Bible and the witnesses of the, and, and you were married. Then you took that down to the court and the court or the county, whatever, they would write that down as you were married. There was no such thing as a marriage license. When I go down to Reliable Chevrolet, or I go to Lexus Toyota, or I go to Lexus, Lexus or uh, Reliable Lexus and Toyota, if I buy a vehicle, they hand me, I, I sign off the title. Well, as soon as I sign off that title, I've now created a contract with the state, and the state issues me a title. The state had nothing to do with that vehicle, but so they can tax it and so they can own it should they decide to at a later date. I've contractually obligated myself to be the child of the state. So as long as we're going to continue adhering to these things, which we know to be inaccurate, we're going to continue to get a government that's nanny state and we'll continue electing people like Josh Hawley. Who wants to make it so that credit card companies can't charge over 18% on any financial I heard uh, overnight they were talking about him on Red Eye Radio. Like, just what is what is going on? But this know? isn't the first time that he's, uh, I know. he's, I know. he's done this. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. He certainly is, of course, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe the term, I'm, I'm beginning to think the term conservative with Republicans holds as much meaning as the term woman does with left-wing activists. It, they just apply it to themselves, whether they are or not. And you can have somebody that is for or against a free market system and still claim that they're conservative. And that's just like a human being with a penis claiming he's a woman. You know, just because you say you are doesn't mean you are. And it's just... but. But he also knows he can do it because he'll continue to get reelected and because he does a fantastic job getting himself in front of cameras on a national level. He doesn't so much spend time with local media. But, um, you know, and, and he does do a great job when it comes to questioning witnesses. And I think he does a good, he does a tremendous service in that because it, through his talent and willingness to do it the way that he does it, and he is an attorney by trade. Um, it demonstrates a lot of truth to the American people that otherwise I don't think would be seen. Um, but that doesn't allow you to redefine what conservative means, you know. 
I mean, I guess you could do that, but it's not honest. Well, mo- most people, if they actually were, were to have read the contract of their credit card. I got a Capital One card a while back, yeah. and the rate was at 9% at the time. But I also know that if I miss a payment or I'm oh, late yeah. on a payment, twenty two point nine, they incrementally would jack it up to the point where it caps out at like twenty four point nine or some crap like that percent. So as long as I don't, as long as I'm not late with the payment, or I don't miss a payment, Capital One, based on my signature, has obligated themselves that they will stay at nine percent. Then it's up to me. My personal responsibility has to kick in to make sure that, A, I either pay it off monthly when I charge stuff on it, or, B, if I'm going to make a huge equipment purchase on it, that I at least make a couple of payments on time until my client pays me back that money, so then I can then forward that to the credit card company, and that puts us even. The problem is is people's... People's credit percentage, if they actually were to read the contract, doesn't start. Now, maybe they do now, but at the time when I got this card, they did not start at 18%. It was actually a, you know, you get one of those limited introductory offers, 12%. Or a 0% transfer. Yeah, and and then read the fine print. As soon as you're one day late on a payment, they will jack it up. Well, and I'll say two other things about this, and and then go get a traffic update. One... And it was a text message that had come in that made a really good point yesterday. And this person said, you know, the credit card companies, where their real money is, it is the transaction fees they put on businesses. He said, so if he really truly was trying to do something, use his power, you know, to rein in credit card companies and the profits he talks about, he would go that route. He goes, but it's clear this is just about votes which is why he's doing it the way he's doing it, because nobody would really care other than small business owners about the other, and there aren't nearly as many voters that are small business owners that are voters that have credit card. But you also want to cite the fact, well, people, you know, they've racked up all this debt, and so we should step in to relieve it for them. Well, that's the same argument that is used to wipe away people's student loans. It's the exact same argument. That's well, ba- based on where that company credit card is sitting right now, I, th- I, I wish the government would come in and alleviate me. Oh, sure. That. That, <laughs> and the reality is it isn't just like with student loans. In reality, somebody else is paying that. And that's the same thing that would happen with credit card companies. You put a cap on it, then ultimately that's it's going to come out. It's almost a redistribution of financial responsibility that occurs instead of a redistribution of wealth. Tom Arts with us. Quick break. More in moments. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A couple minutes left this morning with none other than Tom Arts. You know, as I see it, one of the, one of the benefits of a credit card, especially for a business, is it pretty much is your invoicing service if you track it accordingly in, in the manner that purchases you 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 pay it off then purchases pay it off purchases pay it off and you can apply whichever projects you're on i mean I, i've got one client i swear he has like 17 different credit cards but he owns 
rental properties. So one's used for one, one yeah, used for sure. that. That way he can tabulate those things with actually without having to write them down well, himself. And the reality is, I, look, I see credit cards to some degree as I do timeshares. The vast majority of people who utilize them utilize them in a way in which they do not come out ahead. 95% of them. But it is possible, depending on strategic use and paying things, uh, you know, and, and Clark Howard used to talk about this all the time, where utilizing credit cards, you can come out ahead, uh, but that that's very few that do that, and I think timeshares are the same. Like, yeah, I think there are some people that if you travel to the right places, the right amount of time and everything, you can potentially benefit from a timeshare, but most of the time, people don't read the fine print. They don't commit themselves to utilizing it in a way that's going to benefit them, and of course, it's, it's to some degree like a casino. Most of the time, you're not going to win. That's how they stay in business, clearly. I mean, if you were the one coming out ahead most of the time, or if most of the people were, then the company would cease to exist. You have well, 15 seconds. Well, I'd, I'd like to tell people that tonight I'm going to be on the podcast, Missouri Liberty Report. Oh, great. And I would bet because of the open format where there's no commercials and stuff uh-huh. like that, we'll get probably into the topic of legislation, who voted for what, right. and those types of things. However, I will reserve the finalist to this show. Oh, great. Why, thank you kindly. Tom Arts, everyone. News in 60 Seconds. I'm Nick Reed.